Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Unscrewed, the show that knows that real liberation includes sexual liberation. I am your host, Jacqueline Friedman, and welcome to a spare parts episode of Unscrewed, where we do a little of this, a little of that, and get you in and out in 15 minutes or less. Ah, Unscrewed Nation, how I have missed you. I know I've been away too long, but tour at some point literally eats your whole brain and you just can't do anything else. Uh, So I have loved, super loved meeting so many of you on tour talking about my new book, Believe Me. I'm picturing your faces right now as I'm talking into this microphone in my bedroom. And it, it's really wonderful to get to interact with you, to hear what you're thinking about and to, you know, just get to connect on a human level. I'm especially cherishing it given that I'm now semi self quarantined (laughs) now that I'm in Boston and we're having the beginnings of a COVID 19 outbreak. So good times all around. I hope you all are managing your health and safety okay and what are really difficult times to manage one's health and safety. I don't have any super wise advice, but I really want to encourage you to pay attention to your emotional health as well as your physical health right now. So it might be necessary to work from home if you can or to avoid things you would have otherwise gone to. It's important to listen to your gut about that stuff and to also be thoughtful about herd immunity, right? It's not just us that we're not wanting to get sick, but also if we get sick, even if we have a mild case, we could get somebody else sick who's more vulnerable. So taking all those precautions, it's pretty smart. But also check and see how your anxiety level is. Are you feeling isolated and lonely? Are there people you can talk to? I've started setting up video chats with friends because, you know, that human connection, we have it built into our lives for a reason. It's really hard to do social distancing for most of us for a reason. And that has to do with our basic humanity. So just one little nudge about taking care of yourselves. I also want to acknowledge that it's been a hell of a 73 news cycles about believing and or disbelieving women since I last did a spare parts episode. And I'm actually going to have more to say about that on next week's episode. Uh, So I'm not ignoring all of that. If you follow me on social media, you probably know how I feel about a lot of it already. 
or you could honestly just guess. So instead, I want to start with some good news, which is that Boston, where I live, is getting a feminist bookstore, a real brick and mortar feminist bookstore for the first time since 2002. As some of you know, I used to work for New Words Bookstore, which was, until it closed in 2002, one of the oldest and largest feminist bookstores in the country. I was its events coordinator until its end. Um, And I miss it every day. Feminist bookstores are just really exceptional spaces, which is why I've been doing some of my events at feminist bookstores where I can for Believe Me. You know, we did Ripped Bodice in LA and we did Karis in Atlanta. I'm not doing Women and Children First this time because they didn't have time on me for their schedule when I was going to be able to be on in town, but I fucking adore Women and Children First too. Anyway, we are finally getting a new one. Uh, It's going to be called All She Wrote Books and it's going to carry books by women, queer people, and or non-binary people. So all three of those circles in an overlapping Venn diagram of amazing literature. And I've been getting to know the owner and founder of All She Wrote a little bit as she's been running the bookstore as a pop-up and trying to get uh, things together to open a proper bookstore. And she has asked me to help stock her initial backlist, which is basically all the books that there's just like one or two of on the shelves that didn't come out this year or even last year, but are just sort of all-time classics that you would kind of expect to be on the shelves. So I am asking a lot of people about this, but I thought I'd open this up to you, Unscrewed Nation. I would love to hear from you about what books would be in your essentials kit, your all-time essentials in terms of books by women, queer people, and or non-binary folks. Can be any genre, fiction, nonfiction, YA, children's, romance, sci-fi, graphic novels, smut, (laughs) Uh, advice, literally any genre. What are the titles that you would either be so delighted to like find on the shelf in a feminist bookstore and recommend to your friend you were in the bookstore with and be like, oh my God, I love this book. Or would you alternatively judge a feminist bookstore for if they did not have it on their shelf? Um, Send those answers to me, unscrewed at JacquelineFriedman.com, or you can hit me up on Twitter with them at JacquelineF. I would so love to hear from you. I really want to get a robust backlist for her together so that she opens strong. Um, and if you're local to Boston, the grand opening is slated to be May 1st and the bookstore is going to be in assembly row. And it's super fucking exciting. Um, it's not every day that a new feminist bookstore opens. So I'm a little beside myself. And also we need some happy stuff to think about right now. So send me your fave book lists. And, and also I'll, I'll share some of your suggestions on a future episode so we can all read some good new recs together. A rec that I have for you that is not a book, but a podcast is a show that I am late to, which is called You're Wrong About, which sounds very judgy, but is actually going into quote unquote controversies and talking about how we have them all wrong. I got hooked when someone suggested I listen to the Anna Nicole Smith episode And I was wrong about a lot of the stuff about her story. Um, These are, it's hosted by two journalists who 
really deeply research this stuff and show how the dominant narrative about whatever their topic is really got it wrong or is continuing to get it wrong. And it's illuminating. It's both illuminating about the subjects that they cover and also the sort of overarching themes about how and why we keep getting these stories wrong in particular ways as a culture, which are, spoiler alert, very often gendered and raced. Um, and speaking of that, I, I've i been thinking a lot about human trafficking and sex trafficking as a framework and how that interacts, obviously, with discourse around sex work and sex worker rights. I, I gave a talk that had some to do with this uh, for the Women's Fund of Omaha as part of my tour, which was really fascinating and was engaging with folks who are doing frontline work with folks who have experienced trafficking and with sex workers. But I wish that I had heard this episode before I'd done that workshop because the stuff that I was wrong about around this was actually more like stuff I didn't know about the origin of the framework of trafficking itself and how deeply racialized it is. So here's here's that clip from You're Wrong About with some info that just blew the top of my brain a little. The origin of trafficking has always been about saving women, mostly white women. Yeah. I've been reading all these historical documents and they all include the names of old laws of sort of like how this works. So there was the precursors to this. There's something called the 1870 Act to prevent the kidnapping and importing of Mongolian, Chinese, and Japanese females for criminal or demoralizing purposes. But only Mongolian, Chinese, and Japanese. If you're a Laotian, then you can just fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> There's one in 1875 that has in the preamble that it's trying to end the danger of cheap Chinese labor and immoral Chinese women. Interesting. Which then morphs into the Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882. So the Chinese Exclusion Act, this is fabulous, began as a sex trafficking panic law. Yeah. I interviewed a human smuggling expert who I cannot name because he's an old friend of mine and his university will not allow me to name him because they have like mm. weird restrictions. Mm. I mean, one of the things that a human smuggling researcher told me, because he's looking into the history of this too, is that every time we've had a resurgence of the trafficking panic, we've had a crackdown on immigration. That is, ah, that's classic. That is a stone cold classic. The extremely important reframing of human smuggling to human trafficking is hmm. human smuggling sounds kind of defensible. Right. People are sneaking into this country because they want to be here. Human smuggling is how some enslaved people escaped back yes. in the day. And he mentioned this too, that there's also great stories of people smuggling Jews out of Europe when the Nazis came to power. Mm -hmm. We sort of understand that to be a much more complicated concept. Mm -hmm. But then as soon as you say, oh, there's trafficking, people are being brought here against their will, then it's like, oh shit, we really need to crack down on the borders because they're not migrants. They're not coming here for jobs. They're being kidnapped and taken right. here. And it's interesting because it doesn't criminalize the person who is trying to cross the border. It mm -hmm. demonizes the person who is theoretically moving them, but then it makes them into collateral or evidence or something. Yeah, this is I mean, this is what he said, too, that the the difference between trafficking and smuggling is that in human trafficking, the person coming into the United States is a victim, whereas in human smuggling, the United States is the victim, <laughs> right? It's a crime against the United States to smuggle someone in and there is no victim. So what trafficking hmm. does is it allows you to reframe, oh, some percentage of 
these migrants, I'm really worried about that, like, they're not choosing to come here on their own volition. I'm not racist, but (laughs) I am concerned. (laughs) What's really interesting is this whole thing gets wrapped up in this concept of white slavery from the early Mm. 1900s. Are you familiar with this? Yeah, because this idea that, I mean, the, the classic idea that we have now in different clothing that I mean, this kind of birth of a nation idea almost in a way, right? That like white women are constantly being preyed upon yeah. by an ethnic other who mm-hmm. wants to kidnap them and smuggle them and just do something yeah. terrible. There was something called the 1904 International Agreement for the Suppression of White Slave Traffic. That's one of the first times the term trafficking is used. I was going to ask when that started showing up. I'm yeah. surprised it's that yeah. old. Yeah, yeah. And it's also, it hasn't changed at all. Hmm. This is the same stuff we see now. So there's this great article by Janie Chung where she talks about the concept of exploitation creep, where <laughs> trafficking has always been a bad thing. But over time, we've expanded the term trafficking to cover more and more and more human behavior. And it's right. now this behemoth that covers like 50 different activities. Yeah. So what did it originally mean? It originally meant, this is what she says in her article, that the word trafficking denoted the cross-border movement of white women and girls by force, deceit, or drugs for the purposes of commercial sexual exploitation. Okay. White women and girls by force, deceit, or drugs. It's amazing that we were so transparent just over 100 years ago. We were like, this is a law about white girls. And now it's like, that's so the unspoken thing at the bottom of everything, but it's the one thing you're not allowed to explicitly say. Right. Yeah. Again, that is a short clip from a fantastic podcast called You're Wrong About. The episode is called Human Trafficking, but also lots of the other episodes are fantastic and worth listening to as well. Did you know all of that? I did not know all of that. And I tend to think of myself as someone who knows shit about sex work. All right. Finally, I just want to encourage you in these incredibly stressful times to take care of yourself and each other and to think about what pleasures you have in your life. It can feel so much like survival mode right now. But I want to remind you, I'm not replaying An Army of Lovers because I've replayed it so many times recently, but I am thinking about An Army of Lovers uh, and how our pleasure and connection is the antidote to all of the hate and violence and fear that we're up against. And so I just want to close this episode off by asking you to think about like, what makes you feel good, especially what makes you feel good in your body? And what are tiny ways that you can bring a little more of that into your life right now? For example, did you know that masturbation can improve your immune system? So it's a great strategy for protecting yourself against COVID-19. But the pleasures don't even have to be sexual. You know, I've been getting, now that I'm home, I'm really getting excited about baking projects and about starting the garden and just snuggling with my partner. I know not everyone has a partner at home that they can snuggle with, but I'm lucky in that respect. Just whatever ways that you can feel that pleasure and amp up that pleasure and connection in your life, because we actually need to focus on it more than ever. It is not just 
protective. It's not just a respite against all the bullshit, but it really is the antidote to the bullshit. So if you want to let me know how you're amping up the pleasure in your life in these difficult fucking times, I'd love to hear from you about that too. Unscrewed at JacquelineFriedman.com or on social media. I'm at JacquelineF on Twitter, at JacquelineFable on Instagram. Also, send me your advice questions. I've stopped nudging you all about it and you've stopped sending them to me. So I still want to answer your sex and sexuality related advice questions on future episodes. I should be back in the saddle now for every week episodes, every other week being a spare part and every other week being a main interview style episode. Send me your questions. Let's talk. Let's connect. It's like all I want in the world right now. Well, that's not entirely true. I also want you, if you've read the book, believe me, to rate and review it on Amazon and or Goodreads so that other people will find the book. We've had a great response so far, but now that I'm home from tour, it gets harder to keep the momentum going and you can really help by just writing a few sentences about what connected with you in the book and recommending it to other folks on Goodreads and on Amazon. You do not have to have bought it on Amazon to rate it on Amazon. Thank you. As you know, Unscrewed is available wherever fine podcasts are. We are part of the ACAST network, but also available on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Spotify, all of the usual places. Unscrewed is produced by yours truly, Jacqueline Friedman, and edited by the fantastic Natalia Rodriguez. Our in and out music is by The Pink Tiles, and our cover art is by Nicole Dodonna. I'm so happy to be back. And until next week, I'm wishing you safe and happy sex lives. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.